is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Tuesday, welcome to the show. Hanging with the boys. Thank you, Wingstop, for bringing us another episode Let's of the best go. show on DallasCowboys.com. Shannon Gross, Nate Newton, Jesse Holly. We are Kurtless today, coming at you live from the SWBC Mortgage. Living room in Frisco, Texas. Kurt had to deal with. We'll let him tell you when he gets back what he's dealing with. So, but oh uh, no, now yeah, now now I mentioned it yesterday. Okay, <laughs> now we won't wait to Kurt get there. You know, Nate can't hold. I'm like a I'm like a bottomless bucket. I'm gonna tell it right now. You either tell it, Shannon, or I'm gonna tell it. I'll Go ahead, Jesse, to tell it. Go ahead, Nate. You tell it. <laughs> No, I'm not going to be the one. <laughs> Kurt's, de- Kurt's dealing with the in-laws today, so that we should have a good story when he comes back. So, Jesse, you care, to el- story. you care to elaborate, Jesse? Nope. I'm going to let Kurt tell it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I tried to tell Shannon before he got married, and I tell any guy, when you get married, and people say, hey, you're the head of the household. Most of that means just financial. You even got somebody <laughs> telling you what to do with that. So, <laughs> the head of the household, it sounds good, and it makes you feel good. But guess what? Mama going to tell you what to do the majority of the time because she got the schedule. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, we should have a good story when Kurt comes back. So, we, we are rocking the Miller Lite sweaters. Thank you, Miller Lite, for providing us these ugly Christmas sweaters. My time. Oh, no, are, mine pretty, man. Amazing. I went out today and everybody like, Nate, that's a nice sweater. I said, yeah, Shannon and Girls got it for me. Yes, we're going to wear them today and tomorrow because we are in the Christmas spirit. And we all three got different ones. Nate, is that yours from last year? For a couple of years ago, because uh, we got the, the one Jesse got on last year, right? I think so. And then I've yeah, got so one we're from... we're supposed to be in order for some know. new ones, right? Wait, yeah, we, so wait, was, this is, wait a second. Hold on. This is new to what? me, and y'all got this last year, so y'all gave me retreads? Oh, no, did uh, we get I, these this year? Baby, did I don't, I look, in? I just got this one in the mail like oh, two weeks ago. I don't okay, know what well, happened. I'm, I'm kind of lost. This is last year's sweater. This, okay. What you got on is this year's sweater, because my wife corrected me. Off and, and listen, okay. if, if you if you think Nate was lying, you just saw that he's living y'all what he's telling y'all. He don't <laughs> yeah. run the house. <laughs> yeah. He literally had to ask his wife. Uh, yeah. And she answered live on air what sweater that was. So Nate's yeah. not telling y'all a lie. He don't run his household. Nah, Miss Newton runs the household. He just pays nah. the bills. Nah, there sure you go. Don't. I don't know what happened. We were supposed to get these, and I guess... Beam didn't get one. Kurt did. Kurt and me and J- and Nate are wearing the ones from last year, years past. So I, I got to get with Rollins. Mine is new. I didn't take my tags off. But yours, yours looks nice. All, all of them off. actually. All of them actually look nice. These are comfy. So we'll wear them again tomorrow. Thank you, Miller Lite, for and you can buy these. I need to get the URL where you can buy them. I'll have that for you tomorrow. And speaking of giving stuff away, 
Our friends at Otterbox tomorrow, we will be giving away an eight. A, a, it's valued at $800 prize pack from Otterbox. It's got two really big, nice coolers, uh, a, a wireless phone charging case, some phone soap, two phone cards, um, and some tumblers. What? It is nice. It is nice. We will have that tomorrow, so tune in and we'll tell you how to win that. So We well, might. Why, we why might. We might. Us? We might have it tomorrow because they ain't give us nothing yet. So we might just go ahead and snip off that little package box they got. <laughs> Thank you. So, so y'all might just get the tumblers. Y'all can have the yeah. tumblers. We'll take the rest of the coolers and stuff. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We got to talk about this, fellas. Because, Nate, this is something you're very familiar with. Six times to be exact. The Pro Bowl roster came out yesterday and not one single Dallas Cowboy was on the roster no Demarcus Lawrence, no Amari Cooper, nobody, nobody. No Zach there were, Martin. I think, uh, no, I think there were what four four teams that had seven guys, um, and no Dallas Cowboys. What? What does that say about this team? It's been thirty years. By the I way, think, since no they doubt didn't have a, thirty years, right? Thirty years. Geez. This is the first time this happened in thirty years. That no Dallas Cowboy has been on this on the Pro Bowl roster. What, it, what, what, what is, does that even matter? I mean, does it matter in the grand scheme of things? No. Yes, but it what, does. It does. Okay. So who? Why the team or the player? It does matter. It does matter, matter, man. Because what what it, what is telling the Dallas Cowboys and it's faithful, even though we know that Zach Martin is all everything, and we know that Amari Cooper can be. It tells the rest of the league and everybody else and the players on this team how far you've fallen to the point where even your glamour is fell off. Your glamour. The Cowboys normally could get a guy on there just because of Cowboy name recognition. The glamour, the gleam is gone. That's mm. what it's saying. Mm. I'll tell you wow. what, Nate. That, no. That's a good that's point. Deep. That is deep. deep. And that's a that's good point deep. because – Think about it. You got flexed out of an afternoon, a night game for the first time since I can remember. I've been here 17 years, and I don't usually mm-hmm. we get flexed into the night games, no matter how bad right. we are. We got flexed out for the Browns mm-hmm. and the Giants. We got flexed. Which was the now you don't flex. have now you don't yeah now you don't have any guys making the Pro Bowl. Like you you said it, Nate. The glamour is. The shiny object is is kind of the light. I don't want to say the light's dimming because, I mean, it's still the Dallas Cowboys. They're still the Dallas Cowboys. But, I mean, you got to be a little bit concerned, right? they're not. They're not. No, they're not. See, and I I talk about this arrogance two or three times a year, the arrogance. Mm -hmm. I, I, I lived in Florida. The Miami Dolphins, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New. I got to go to some teams. I got to go through some cities before I physically get to Dallas. All I knew when I was growing up, when I decided to be a Dallas Cowboys, was we were better than everybody. And for those years, it was truly, for 20-something years, I'm growing up, we were always in the playoff, and we were always better than everybody. And we had a short period of time before I got here where the gleam had fell off of us. And it to the point where it even hurt our city. And Mr. Jones came back in and re-shined us, rebuffed us, hit us on like, like boots, pop, 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 popped us back, shiny. 
Okay? Well, we ain't, I don't care how you pop and shine now, we ain't that. Yeah, we're Dallas Cowboys, the business world, and we got on shirts and we promoting, but people ain't running to the store. Let's say we was nine and seven on really in the playoffs, you would see a difference, and we would have players in the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Direct correlation, how, man. We ain't popping no more, and I, and, I, you, and it pains me to say that because I am one of those arrogant Dallas Cowboy fans. How do you get it back? Is it as simple as winning? Winning. That's W-I-N. W-I-N. Put another N. Put another I and an N-G. And you got an apostrophe S. Winnings! And then we'll be back. <laughs> what does it say to you, Jesse? No Pro Bowlers first time in 30 years. Uh, Nate said it all. Nate said it all. I, I think he was, he was dead on. From a player perspective, you know, people sometimes ask, about does being snubbed from the Pro Bowl matter? And it does. It does for a multitude of reasons. One being your your pockets, right? Not mm-hmm. only do you get a bonus from going to the Pro Bowl, but also a lot of these players have um, kind of escalators in their contracts that if, you, if you're uh, all pro or pro bowler, you get a, a this amount of bonus. So, you know, 100,000, 200,000, 500,000, whatever it may be. And then at the end of your career, when you're trying to talk about if you're of that status, uh, Hall of Fame, Pro Bowls matter. That that counts. That counts. You know, if you don't have that's part of the small ticket. Yes, it right. is. Yeah, if you don't have a bunch of Super Bowl rings, it's going to start looking at well, how many Pro Bowls has he went to? You know, how many times has he been All Pro? So while it may not seem like you know a lot on the surface, when you dig deep, you look at a player, a guy like uh, a friend of mine, Matthew Slater, plays for the New England Patriots, been a special teams guy his whole career. He his his he's a Pro Bowler this year. He's he's made another hundred thousand dollars. Like like mm. guys can buy houses and pay off houses off Pro Bowl bonuses. So they want they want that they want that they want want to say that I am a Pro Bowl. I want my work to be recognized. Right. First and foremost, I worked really hard this offseason. I sacrificed a lot. I went through an entire season. I want my worth to be. I want, I want my, my my all that I've done in the offseason. All my hard work and all my sacrifice to be to be recognized with the Pro Bowl selection. Then you talk about, you know, uh, are there some that have it in their contract where if you make the Pro Bowl, I think Eric Fisher from the Chiefs made an extra $500,000 because he was like to the Pro Bowl. Well, mm. you, think, you, think, you think it matters to him a half a million dollars to get to, for someone to say you've been stuck to the Pro Bowl? Yeah, you, you're damn right it does, right? And then at the, like I said, at the end of your career, you know, has this guy made two Pro Bowls or five Pro Bowls or three Pro Bowls or whatever it may be, it, it has a significant impact when you're trying to fight for those postseason accolades, you know, albeit the, the trip to Canton, Ohio. Because I tell people when, when you're first breaking into the league and nobody knows who you are but the scouts, you know, that's, that, that is what when your agent come back to you with that first rookie contract, I'm talking about a guy that was drafted either low or free agent like me and myself, like well, me and Jesse. That when he come back and say, "Yeah, man, I was able to get." If you make the Pro Bowl in the next two years, or you make this here, this is it. Your 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 agent is is in there fighting for every tooth and nail because he know he get a percentage of that. And if you wind wind up making a couple of Pro Bowls in your rookie contract, 
That makes him look even better. And he uses that for the next guy. So it not only touches the players, it touches everybody concerned. And uh, it makes the owners proud too now. Don't don't think these owners ain't got a little arrogance to them. They they proud too. They got I'm proud of somebody the next owners mean they're like, wow, Jerry, what, 30 years? Mm-hmm. I guess y'all ain't the Cowboys no more. Oh, they gonna tease each other. <laughs> yeah. Talking about it the means owners, a little bit to everybody. You know, it's different now. Jesse, you can speak more to the now, Nate. I want you to speak more to back when you played. But Jesse, I mean, Jerry seems to have a special bond with his his elite players, the players that he signs to the big money contracts, because they, they seem to have a relationship with him well after they leave the team, well after they're out of football. As a player, does it bother you? Does it bother you for the owner and for ownership, the the the, the people that pay your checks? Does it does it make you? I don't know if ashamed's the word, or does it make you? I, I would be mad. Like, if I was a player, I would be mad because of the way that it makes the organization look, the way that it makes the owner that's put faith in me and my teammates look. Whenever you get flexed out of a game, you you, you don't have anybody make the Pro Bowl. Like, it, it would piss me off. Do, do players, do they have, I guess, pride towards ownership, or is it all about is it really just kind of about the other guys in the room, or, or does it when go you get kind through, of I got a story. that? Okay. All right. Jesse, what do you think? Go ahead on, Jess, when you get through, I got a story. Oh, to, to, to me, we, we, we live in a brand society. That's where we're at today in football. It's all about the I brand, the me brand. And mm-hmm. so I, I think it's very, very rare that you have players who are concerned about the organization, ownership, that type of thing. It's, it's very look at me. How you know? See me sell my you know buy my jerseys. Hey, go to my go to my URL and get my merch. Uh, you know all that kind of that. that we, we live in that day and time now. You know, where, get my sunglasses. You know, get my whatever it is. Hey, buy, buy my strand. Get my what what? It's a me society and everything when it comes to. And I'm not mad at players for doing this because we've finally come to a point where we've been able to capitalize off our likeness because teams have been doing it for years like mm-hmm. we look at these we look at these you know uh, explosive contracts oh 10 years fi- almost 500 million dollars and he has a hundred million dollars well don't think for one second that if a team is willing to give someone a hundred million dollars guaranteed or a half of uh, a half a billion dollars guaranteed that they ain't making triple that so it's always like, yeah, we're going to give you that because what you bring quadruples that. So owners and all that are always going to be able to make money. So I don't think there's any players today that's more that's worried about, you know, more so the ownership and being upset about that kind of stuff. It's like, listen, how can I maximize and monetize me? Mm-hmm. Nate, story I'm, time. I remember one time when we first started building ourselves back into uh, a team to be respected. We had like one or two Pro Bowls, I think with Mike Irvin and Emmett, you know, and, and, and Jimmy knew because we worked hard that year to to get back to respectability. And so he walked in there. He knew, fellas, I, I've heard the buzzing. I've heard the buzzing. You know, a lot of y'all pissed off. You're not Pro Bowlers or all pro, whatever. It will come. Just keep working. See, back in the day, 
you know, you cared about these type of things. Like you say, it was part of your contract. It was part of who you was. And it said a lot to the NFL, you know, that, hey, the Cowboys are back. They got these many Pro Bowlers. Or they got guys that were serving on the Pro Bowl. Even back in the day, it's like you had to be really voted in. And if a guy wasn't going to play, which was we didn't have as much as it is now, you know, we'd have like eight different linebackers. Like the original linebacker that's get picked, you got nine guys. They may get to the ninth guy before they find a guy that want to go to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> so, uh, but for you not to have that initial guy, and, and that's what should always count is the initial guy. They got too many, you know, guys that this is our fourth linebacker and he's a Pro Bowler. No, he's not. He's just somebody that was happy to play in the game. So uh, it, it was some pride when we played. It was some pride. Now, we messed around for the first two or three quarters, but that fourth quarter, everybody tried to tried to buckle down and get the fans what they really came there for, and that's an exciting game. But these guys now, man, I mean, this is probably the best thing the COVID has done is, is cancel this game because that, this thing was a joke. Mm-hmm. This thing, They should just have a Pro Bowl voting. They should go there for a week, hang out, play flag football, meet the fans, and come on back home. Yeah. Did anybody? You think anybody got snubbed? I, I, I think, in my opinion, the only guy you, you could have argued for would have been Demarcus Lawrence. I think he's one of the, you know, top-rated, if not the top-rated, defensive end in, in the NFC. The only person that got snubbed was Zach Martin. <laughs> Let's be. Come on now. We 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 keeping it real, right? We we ain't yeah. no. The only person that got snubbed. Pro, pro football focus. Forget them. They like a high school ranking deal. I can pay them and get some rankings. Don't worry about pro football. The only person got snubbed. Mr. Jones told y'all. You know he say Zeke was bad. Come on. The only guy that got snubbed that should be in the Pro Bowl is Zach Martin. Now everybody else, come by y'all, brother. <laughs> All right, Jesse, that, that coming from an offensive lineman, do you think that anybody got snubbed? No, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Nate. I'm with Nate. It's, it's Zach Martin. He's, he's all world to me. It should be a yes, lot. Yes, he is. Uh, for that all year long. I know he missed a couple games this year, but he's the best. He one of the, he's not, if not the best, he's one of the top two guards. And now a little bit Slide, of slash tackle. Now, now he's a little tackle in the system. In the league, and so for him not to go, I would say the snub there. But again, the Cowboys have lost some of their luster, and and winning matters. If this was a winning football team, a team that was potentially going to be in the playoffs, like a serious contender, that that might have that might have swayed some voters to say, nope, we got to get some Cowboys in here. But the Cowboys mm-hmm. have 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 lost a little bit of their luster. All right. You know, well, and, and, and as ahead. much as I like, excuse me, as much as I like D. Law. And, and as well as he played these last few games, Shannon, go out there and look at that film, dog. It's some defensive ends that brought some fire this year. Yeah. There's some yeah. fire. Yeah. And so I'm not saying he's not good enough to be in the Pro Bowl, but I sure hope they don't vote him in there on, as one of them six or eight different guys. Because to me, that would be a slap in the face. Yeah. You know, I'm the I, eighth guy you picked after seven guys turning me down. Yeah, I think you. I think you, you, you. Great point, Nate. Defensive end. There's some. There's some monsters out there. This yeah. year, you can say the same thing at wide receiver. Like Amari Cooper is having. He's having a good year. He's going to be over a thousand yards for the season. But if you go look at the list of wide receivers just in the NFC or, or, or NFC and AFC, I mean, it's 
it's crazy how many good wide receivers there are this year. So, you know, I, I, I don't even think you can make a, a case for Amari. You know, maybe D-Law, Zach Martin, yes. But other than that, I, I don't think you can be mad about what happened. So, all right, let's take our first break. When we come back, let's just talk about stuff. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll talk about stuff related to football, possibly, possibly not. Chris Bean maybe. probably got something under the cover for us. Under the cover. Okay. We'll <laughs> yes, find uh, out what that means. Breaking news or something. We'll find out what that means when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. Is your family a Cowboys family? Have you taken holiday photos at the Star? Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them is spelled with a D? If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Hanging with the Boys. So you have your special game watching sweats. Well, that's adorable. How about you start to value yourself a little and experience the game in comfort without the nacho cheese stains. Upgrade to Tommy John Loungewear. You'll look better, feel better, and maybe claw back some of that good old self-respect. Shop Loungewear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 15% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. And before we get into the second segment of the show, uh, the NFL community lost a, a hell of a player yesterday. Uh, former Hall of Fame pass rusher uh, Kevin Green uh, passed away at the age of 58. Nate, did you ever, did you and Kevin hey, ever have any him. battles? Yeah, I blocked him. Yeah, I blocked yeah. him. Yeah, I blocked him. Yeah. <laughs> to the ground. Yeah, yeah, I blocked him. <laughs> yeah. He Sorry, was with him. Nah, let me be honest here, man. Kevin Green was an emotional <laughs> Upstanding, hard playing guy. I know Jesse because you know laughing because what I said. You know, thing. Right, I'm not bad. laughing at Kevin Green. No, yeah. I'm laughing at yeah. I'm laughing at Nate. Uh, how he was very, He was very specific with no. I yeah. blocked him. Like no, I yeah. didn't play against him. I blocked right. him. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make. And I'm not laughing yeah. at, the, at the situation. This this cat was upbeat. 
he was uh, passionate about the game. I remember when we was both working for ESPN National, and we was up in, um, in Bristol. We had to get up early in the morning, 6 o'clock, getting prepared for the show. And I heard somebody across the way. We're in this big hotel lobby, and I heard somebody across the way. Well, this guy and this guy and this guy, he, and he's just going over, talking. And I didn't know who, who voice it was. I could kind of understand who he was. Like, that sounded like Kevin Green for 15 minutes. He out there speaking loud, hollering, getting his point across, rehearsing for the show. And I looked, that's a cab. Hold up. I want to make sure I'm right. So we get in the cab. He studied rehearsing. You don't know. When we got to the, to the air, I said, I hope they don't ask him a different question. <laughs> what he because <prepared. laughs> he was passionate about getting out what he wanted to say, and that's how he played the football game. We played against him against the Steelers, and we and Larry Brown's got them interceptions at the at the uh, end of the game. All we heard was Kelvin Green. You guys are. He ain't saying it's nice. I'm saying you guys are lucky. We were coming. We were beating you. That, oh, man, we dominated your image. You are. Oh, he, he was a passionate guy. And as I got to know him off the field and he's coaching in Green Bay and doing things the same passion. He's a passionate guy, man. He, he, he was a hell of a football player. And uh, much love to him and his family. That's for real. Alright. Kevin Green, R.I.P. All right, coming off of, let's talk about special teams. Since we got Jesse on the show, Jesse likes to talk about special teams. How do you guys feel about the special teams? Coming off CeeDee Lamb's kick return for a touchdown, that wasn't the, the, probably the decision that coaches wanted to see him make, but he scored a touchdown. I know Tony Pollard was a little shaky in the kick game uh, the beginning of the year. Outside of the, the bad play calls on the, on the fake punts, um, they're tied for third in kick return average at 26.6. They're tied for ninth in punt returns at 10 yards per punt return. And they're 11th in opponent kickoff returns at 21.1. And fifth in punt return yards, 78. What do you think about them? Do you like the way I they're looking? I think it's a major improvement. Why? Oh, here's why I say that. Remember at the beginning of the year, we talked about this on this very show where we weren't getting any type of advantage from our special teams. All of our starts were minus 20 yards. Our opponent's uh, average start was 35 yards. I mean, so we, we were looking at, we, we were missing field goals early in the year. And, and despite, I know everyone's going to hold over their head uh, that, that, that fake punt, um, that didn't work out, but this team has it, it has seen its special teams get better. Give them te- give their team a better starting percent uh, field percentage. Uh, not allow teams to start in such great field percentage, and and that's those hidden yards that we talk about. Special teams is never a thing that people talk about uh, on a day to day basis. It's not sexy. Most people don't know about it, but there's a ton of hidden yards that's in special teams that you're saying, okay, if I get you know, it, even talking about a punt return, if I can average 10 yards a punt return, that's a first down. I've saved my team the, the strife of having to get another first down simply because I was able to advance the ball 10 yards from the spot 
where I caught it. So there's a lot of different things that come into the play of special teams. Of course, you want to see the trick plays work when they when they're called. You want to make sure that you're consistent on the you know extra points and field goals. But the biggest thing is that hidden yardage that you get in punts and uh, and, and and punts, punt returns, kickoff and kickoff returns. Being able to back teams up to make them have to travel the length of the field. Because early in the year we were having to travel 75, 80 yards, 85 yards on a consistent basis and that is just it's not realistic it's not realistic to think that you're going to have to travel 80 percent of the times 80 yards to score points because you're, you're just not when you when you when it's 65 when it's 50 those type of advantages help your offense help your team and it even helps your defense because if i if i get the ball and i only have 65 yards to go in the event that I have to punt it, now I back them up, and now they have 80, 85 yards to go. But when I get it minus 20, minus 15, and I have to travel, even when I punt, they're getting the ball in relatively respected field position at their 35 or their 40 or their 45. Now they don't have to travel as far to get field goals and in the field goals a touchdown and in the event that they have to punt, they leave us back. They leave us backed up. So I think this team has made market improvements throughout the year to a point where this is where we wanted to see it. We we want to see ourselves in a position to have that field position go in our favor. Well put, Nate? Jesse. Well put. <laughs> well All right, before put. we the gospel before, has spoken. There you go. That's our special teams guy. Speaking of special teams guy, shout out to Danny McRae last night for joining the show. Good times on Cowboys. Danny Talk. thinks like me, bro. Crazy. How's that? <laughs> Danny thinks like me when it comes How? when it comes to our offense. What's he think? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on, Shannon. I know you what, have give, much. Give 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 Tony Pollard more reps or give Zeke more reps. Which one did he talk? Which one did he think about? Uh, no, no, we're not. You, you, if you didn't listen and pay attention last night to your cohorts <laughs> on t- on 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 the podcast, we're not going to share it with you, Jesse. Get off, and we'll talk to the fans about it. You get off and walk away. Get in your car and go back to the Wi-Fi. No, no, no. What it, no? What he said was. It was more to the Kellen Moore thing is he's still learning. And, the, and since the Philly game, he's gotten much better. And uh, and it, my question is, when you got great players like Amari Cooper, like uh, like C.D. Lamb, like these guys, get them the ball more in, in, in rough situations, in special situations. Get them the ball more. And because it's no doubt in, in, in certain games with certain teams, Okay, who Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to? It could be third and 15. Who, who the ball going to? We know it's going to Devontae Adams. Ain't going to guess. Ain't going to play with it. Ain't going to think about it. When they need that big run coming out of the backfield, that big catch coming out of the backfield, we ain't giving nobody Mr. Jones. Aaron Jones. I mean, get the ball to your horses. And, you know, don't have your, your, your big dog standing out there. Hey, man, I make $20 million, but I can show you how well I can block. Wait, don't you play wide receiver? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, two things I want to talk about. Jordan Lewis had a pretty darn good game this past week. That's my boy coming back. Has he done enough to to deserve a contract with the Dallas Cowboys next season? Yes, sir. 
Jones, more. We got you coming back. <laughs> Mr. Jones had an interesting quote on the fan, our flagship station. And I don't really know what the hell it means, but I want to read it out loud just because it, it's, a, it, it's, it's fun. And I think Nate, in all of his wisdom, he's very philosophical if you ever really talk to Nate off the air. And, and he, can, he can turn something... He can turn nothing into something. So I want to see if what Mr. Jones yes, you just had to say. Yes, or something, you just frowned. Look at that face. Yeah, he said you were <laughs> philosophical. <laughs> that stinks. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> wow. Well, I want to read y'all what he said. Laugh, don't laugh, Chris it, B. Don't laugh, Chris B. And see if you guys can make any sense out of it and tell me what I'm it means. When we come back. You, bro. I'm dropping some mortar shells on For the last segment of Hanging with the Boys. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on Seeky is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the Seeky app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back. It's not too late to give the gift to the Dallas Cowboys this holiday season with a membership to Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life for a limited time. Get a commemorative established 1960 lapel pin with your fan pack. Membership start at just 20 bucks. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to join today. And we will be on the air for the last time this week tomorrow. No shows for us on Thursday or Friday. Jesse and Nate will be on tomorrow morning on a joint show with at 9.30 in the morning. Who are you guys on with tomorrow? Do y'all know? No clue. No clue? We just rocking, man. This Thursday oh, we'll be rocking. Yeah, we'll Thursday. Rocking with Thursday. Them. Yeah, tomorrow yeah. we're on normal time. Thursday, <laughs> you guys you guys will be on a 
a joint show. So that should be interesting. Make sure you tune in Thursday and then no shows on Friday because it is Christmas and then we'll be back to regular programming next week. So, okay. I'm going to read this quote that Jerry had on the fan. And this was about his negotiating philosophy. And, and Nate, you've been in the room negotiating with Mr. Jones. So I want you to try to interpret this for me and tell me what this means. And if I can, I might, I might stumble through this, so bear with me. So here we go. This is from Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan on his negotiating philosophy. I call it the light theory. When you walk out of a room, you, you ought to turn the light off if there's nobody in it. Because all you're doing is keeping a light on for the rats and the mice. There's nobody in there to see the light, so you turn that light off. What you do is on every negotiation, you turn the light off because you may not think you need that light in the room. When you can't afford it, you will need it. There's no question you will need it at a certain time in the future. So you negotiate every time you can for the benefit of having more available for the players around the very player you're talking to. Now that's not directed at any player, that's just a negotiation. That's real, that's not BS, that's a very real thing. That's like an ankle injury, that's like depreciation and talent. That's very much a part of what goes on when you're trying to put a team together. Anybody make that make sense to me? I mean, I just wanted to read that out loud because it, it's a fun <coughs> quote. A lot there. Okay. No? All right. Move on. I'm, okay. I, I, well, here, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's try to make some sense of this. Let's try to make some, try to make some sense of, you know what? Let's not. Because I don't know what the hell Jerry's talking about. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. What prompted them to, say, to give that speech? I don't know. Kurt gave that to me, and I, I, I don't really Let's wait know. on Kurt tomorrow with his other story. He can tell us just from two. Let's hold on to it. Okay, we'll hold on think? to it. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. hold on to it. I just wanted to read yeah. it out loud because it was fun, and it didn't make sense to me, but I like it. Maybe Chris can actually pull the interview, and we can listen to it in real time. So tune in tomorrow. Sorry to stop yeah. the showdown with that. Jordan Lewis. Great game. Great game Sunday. He seems to play better when he's got pieces around him. Cheeto was back. Uh, Diggs was back. He, he, seems, he, he seems like he's back on track. Do you guys want to see him back next year? Has he, does he deserve a contract? This year here for me, and uh, I heard one of the guys on the fans say this it made so much sense. Uh -oh. I brought us to him, had a guy on. And I can't think of his name. One Charles of the major Robinson. magazines. Yeah, he made so much sense. I was like, this is smart. He say, how are we going to judge these coaches with all these injuries and the disaster that was there, especially within the first eight games? All Coach McCarthy was left with was trying to manage a disaster. That's like a major storm hitting your city. We can't judge the mayor and all of these people on what great job they did on balancing the budget when you didn't have no budget because everything was tore up. So I, I agree uh, with this young man that Jesse just spoke of. Coach McCarthy managed a disaster this year. So the players fall, fall into that part of the disaster where let's, some of these guys we got to keep just to see if what you thought before this started is correct. Because yeah, so many so many injuries everywhere on this team. To some of these guys, you got to hold on to. And I don't know if Lewis one of those guys. How they felt before this thing fell apart. 
But she, he, what he got to do is continue to play this coming game and the next game with the same intensity and smartness that he played these last few with. Here's the here's the the the, the plus and the minus for Jordan Lewis. The plus is Jordan Lewis plays a position that is needed in the National Football League. He plays yes. nickel. He plays nickel <clears throat> slot corner. And with with the way the league is playing football now, three wide receiver set, four wide receiver set, or flex tight end who's really a wide receiver, you need guys who can play nickel slot corner. And you need depth at that position. Most teams are going to carry five, six, maybe seven, depending on their scheme, DBs a game, a year. So for a guy like Jordan Lewis, the, 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 the gift is, is that he plays a position and he plays it well enough. He's not a pro bowler, but he's not, he's not garbage. He plays it well enough that he'll always be gainfully employed. Mm-hmm. Um, the curse is is that now you have to try to negotiate with a new coaching staff who doesn't have who doesn't have any relationship with you. Meaning they didn't draft you, they didn't help you build. They just got here this year, and your year was up and down this year. So you're kind of being judged to Nate's point in this chaotic situation in a contract year. It always helps if you have the prolific numbers to walk in there like the big joker and say, here's what I am, you pay me. But when you don't have those numbers and now you have a coaching staff who your defense has been historically bad this year, now having to judge who do we keep? Who do we let go? Who do we pay? So he's he's stuck between a rock Excuse and a hard me. place. He's stuck between you know, getting a contract here or trying to work out a contract here or potentially going somewhere else where he may have to play on a one-year deal. So for me, I think I think Jordan Lewis is a guy that you try to bring back, but you try to bring him back at something that's relatively super friendly to your organization because he doesn't have much leverage other than, hey, I can go play somewhere else, which is true, but somewhere else might mean you may you may get picked up late, you may be on a league minimum deal, and if you can secure yourself for the next two or three years with the deal, and it maybe not be everything that you want, if you can, con- con- if you could secure yourself with a deal that gives you some solid guaranteed money, right? Three years, twelve million dollars. Maybe you get six, seven, eight, you know, million dollars guaranteed. Now, what you've done is you've secured a job. You're in a position where you hope this team is building is going to build around the defense and you play better when you have good players around you and you know you get your quarterback back and everything now is working in your favor and then you're able to come back to a table with the franchise that you've been with for your entire career and negotiate a deal. But I mean I think I think he's a player that you bring back. I do think the trade you try to bring back. But if he wants to get, you know, spicy and say, hey, you know, I'm worth much more than you guys are really willing to give, then he's not good enough to miss him if he walks. I think he's Mm. replaceable. Uh, You'd like to have him because he's been here, but Mm -hmm. he hasn't done anything to the sense of we need, please, Jordan Lewis, please stay. I think he's a good addition. You need the depth. You find a team-friendly deal. But if he walks, you tip your cap to him and say, thank you for your services here. We appreciate you. We'll see you when we see you. 
Nate. And, and you know what? It's a very, it's a very, very thin line because it's a thin line. Because oh, we've seen, we've seen guys, we we we've seen guys where we say, oh, okay, he all right. But one key thing you said, Jesse, that I grabbed on to is around better players, he gets better. So he may go mm-hmm. to another organization. All of a sudden, we'd be like, this Anthony Hitchens. Wow. If we'd have knew that, it's because you got to have better players mm-hmm. around these guys so they can flourish. Damian so that's, Wilson. The scare, that's what keeps scaring me is the fact that when are we going to start getting these better players, and I hope within the next few years, so we can flourish with what we have. That, that mm-hmm. The backups play better always with greater players. I'm correct, mm-hmm. Jess? Absolutely. Absolutely. Carry high. No, I don't know what to pay these guys. I, I can't, I, I, you know, I can't, you know, I, I joke and jive, hey, give them a couple of hundred, hundred thousand more. I, I don't know what the going rate for a cornerback or especially a slot guy going to be this year. We don't, we, you know, this is, a, this is a blind year with, 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 a, with, a, uh, with an unstable cap. So he may be sitting here. That hundred thousand may not be too far fetched. You know that I, you know that we laughing about now because people are gonna be scared to move. You gonna have to be elite for people to jump on you this year. Nate, question for you to close out the show. You talked about Kevin Green and and you blocked him. And you talk about you talked about Jerome Brown having nightmares. That was the guy that that gave you fits. Who was a, the best player that you just had his number? That when you went up against him. You just you just always got the best of him. Daniel Stubblefield. Really? I guy I used to get Dana. He got a sack on me one, but I used to handle Dana because he's a fat man. <laughs> Anybody that was a fat man, him and and uh and this brother's no longer with us. The big kid from Seattle, I can't think. Cornette Cortez Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, Cornette, yeah, I, Kennedy. yeah. I told dudes you can be an all pro. Every at every move you wanted to be, the only fat guy I could not block, and I feared was Jerome Brown. Everybody <laughs> else, you was just a grease fire, and we was gonna roll and burn. That's all we was gonna do. That's roll all. and burn. If you was a fat man, I was gonna get you. <laughs> roll and burn. I mean, one time, what's kind of got mad at me because I uh, delayed uh, what's the fridge. Yeah, I think he's no longer with us. Bless his heart and his family. You know, he got mad because we was getting ready to play them, right? He, and I say, they're like, hey, man, you and, the, you and the fridge came in together. Y'all getting ready to play. I said, tell fridge I love him. And this grease fire we're going to set in the middle of the field. We better have a five alarm thing set up so we can put out this grease fire because we're going to roll in the middle of this field. They went and told this kid, this man, he got upset. Tell Big Noon I'm coming at him. I crushed him. Man, come on, you fat <laughs> You're a fat guy, man. Fat on fat. We weren't, it wasn't going to be too much winning. I'm winning all fat battles. Fat on, long, long as they didn't have long arms, you got them, right? Yo, man, long arms, like Richard Dent. Oh, my God. His arms this long. I'm sitting there fighting that air. Nah, I wasn't going to get them long arms, the guy. Reggie White, woo, the. I'm going to get them guy with long arms. <laughs> oh, man. All right, fellas. Tomorrow, same time, same place. Last show before Christmas. Let's have fun with it. Let's do it right. We'll talk yes, Cowboys, good, Eagles. Cowboys are still alive. They got a chance to make that Super Bowl run. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Chris B., thanks for keeping us on the air. Kurt, we missed you. Nate, Jesse, good hanging out with you. We will be back tomorrow 
for one more Kurt, episode before Christmas. Hang it with the boys. See you tomorrow. Kurt, where you at, Kurt? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!